all of us have received a message probably in our inbox, maybe a text message, an email that we've gotten, or maybe on our pages, our social media pages that we've read and it has kind of rubbed us maybe the wrong way and we've wanted to respond or maybe we have responded only to discover later on that, man, it really wasn't that deep. Well, today we're going to be diving into more of the areas of communication that we can definitely improve on in regards to our relationships and how the role of texting and social media and all of these different things today have impacted and infected um, our ability to rightly communicate. Thank you so much for joining us today at The Wall. Welcome back to At The Well, guys. I am your host, Tammy Conway, and I'm joined again today with my husband, Stephen Conway. Yes, hello. <laughs> and we are here again talking about this thing on communication. Guys, this stuff is so deep and it's so serious and prevalent for us to speak about. And we didn't want to end this, this discussion on communication without actually delving into some things that I think are very important for the times that we live in. Social media has taken over pretty much a lot of different areas of life. Would you agree, Stephen? I would agree. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, it's not even just social media. We have texting. We have email, which has been around for a long time. We have, you know, people sending inbox messages, private messages. You have Facebook. You have Instagram. You have Insta, whatever, all these Insta things going on. And it has definitely uh, created a space for us to be able to communicate quicker and faster than we ever would have in the past. Uh, writing a letter is probably a thing of the past. And, um, and so we've enjoyed being able to talk directly face to face. And sometimes let's, let's just with things like Instagram and some of these other things, there's not actually words. Yeah. The pictures are what uh, are supposed to communicate the messages. Mm -hmm. And you know the old saying that a picture is worth a thousand words. I think is actually worth even more than that or less, <laughs> depending on who you talk to. So um, we want to discuss or go over some tips, first of all, um, on how to deal with this new way of communicating. Because I think that for a lot of people, while it is a blessing, it has become a curse. I think about uh, myself. There are times when I've been on my social media page and I have either come across a message or received a message, uh, a clip or something, and I've read it and it has caused me to feel a certain way. Um, thoughts have run through my mind and now we're so free to be able to just go and take those thoughts and those feelings, Stephen, and just begin to type out and send off whatever it is we want our reply to be. Sometimes it may not even be directed towards me, but it's something that I see and it hits a chord in me and I feel like I have to say something. I just, I have to. And I found that there are many times when I've done that and I've regretted it <laughs> in the end. And so, um, I think it's important for us to be able to discuss, especially in the realm of our relationships, because many of us communicate with our spouses through texting through emailing, through social media. We communicate with our siblings, our parents. We communicate with our loved ones, our friends. And I've seen many of a relationship end as a result of bad communication on those things. What do you think? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, not only is social media 
and the new forms of communication that have come along with it. Um, I, and I want to say this, those they, they can be powerful avenues mm-hmm. for communication. But I think um, one of the reasons why we're talking about this is because there are some things that we need to keep in mind while engaging in this type of communication. Because uh, if we don't have those protective um, ideas lodged in our minds, then we'll end up saying things that that we regret. But these can be positive forms of communication if they are utilized the correct way. But I'm a firm believer. Maybe I'm old-fashioned. I don't think so. But um, face-to-face communication is, is one of the best ways to communicate. Um, and the reason why is because there are several things that that you get in face-to-face communication that you don't experience over a text message or mm-hmm. uh, some other form of communication. Uh, what are some of those things, Tamara? Uh, for sure, I believe one of them is context, right? Um, and you may say, well, words give the context. It's like, no, I know when I'm speaking to someone, I can hear the tone of their voice, you know, tone can let you know most times whether someone is kidding, right? I'm just joking or whether someone is serious, right? Or maybe the body language, body language plays a part. You can tell if someone is agitated or, you know, frustrated, it'll come out in their body language or even in the tone as well. Uh, Maybe even a facial expression. Do you think that that's true? Absolutely. Most, in fact, when, when uh, little babies are Learning. No one has actually ever interviewed a baby and found this out, by the way. But <clears throat> it is one of the things that is assumed is that babies learn a tremendous amount about communication through facial expressions and mm. through the tones and the voice. Mm-hmm. So even though they may not understand what the word no means, yes. the way that no is said and the expression on the face of the parents or the caregivers that are saying no the baby quickly comes to realize that this this word is it's a foreboding word. It means I'm supposed to stop, and so uh, but that doesn't just drop off yeah. when we become adults. Uh, facial expression and the tone of the voice are still extremely important things, mm-hmm. and we, we we can't have those in some of these newer forms of communication, or we can't pick up on them. And I know for many people, um, I know I'm a person who uses them a lot because I do feel like it's important for me to make sure that when I am sending something to someone that I want them to know where my heart is or where, you know, what, what I'm saying is coming from. So I use a lot of emojis, you know, I I use a lot of the smiley emojis and the heart emojis and, you know, all of these different things. And I think that for many of us, we feel as though, okay, yeah, this is, this is it. You know, um, I had a conversation, I think with my dad, when he first got on social media, maybe a, a couple of years ago. And I know for all of us young people whose parents are on social media, the moment that your parent enters that realm, you're just like, oh, Oh, it's like time it. for me to leave. <laughs> but they got to live their best life too, you know. So, but I remember my dad, um, he was typing, but all of his messages were coming across in all caps. And, you know, people don't always know the etiquette, right, of social media. And for, you know, for many of us who are listening, we know that caps means you're yelling at someone. And so here's my father sending messages to people. He's talking to people and, um, you know, family members and different things like that. And it's like, you know, why is, why, why is your dad yelling at me? And it's like, 
Oh my goodness. So I, I, you know, I tried to have that conversation like, dad, you got to take your caps lock off. Cause if you don't, you know, people are going to think you're yelling at them. And I don't really know to this day, whether or not he, he listened or cause he's still typing in all caps, pray for me. Mm-hmm. But ne- nonetheless, um, those situations happen where people don't really know social media etiquette. They feel like the way that you operate out here, you know, in the everyday world is the way that you operate on social media. And that's not always the case. No, it's not. And, we suggested that some of these forms can can be positive mm-hmm. in terms of getting a message across because of the speed, perhaps, in which one is able to convey a message or communicate a message. But with these things not possessing these optimum characteristics uh, of communication, facial expression, intonation, so forth and so on, it also increases the risk of one being misinterpreted. Mm. It increases the risk of people misunderstanding people's what it is that and absolutely why they're saying what they're saying, and that creates barriers. Which mm-hmm. social media was supposed to remove the barriers, I thought, right? But it seems as though today it's creating more and more and more barriers, you know, for people. I I believe that also, as we've talked about in previous episodes, filters have a large part even in in this realm. To play um, when I am reading something I can read something with a filter on what I mean by that again or you can explain to us what is a filter no, filters are um, beliefs and ideas that we have about ourselves about the world we live in uh, and about others and so I hear I hear what a person is saying through the filters so a person may be trying to pay me a compliment but if I have a filter on and that filter says that I'm not I'm not valuable, I don't have worth, Hmm. then even though a person is paying me a compliment, I may think, oh, this person is being sarcastic or they're just trying to rub in my face. They know I don't look X, Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. So filters are the means by which we interpret Mm -hmm. the various messages that are being communicated to us in society. And wow, again, just such a a powerful thing to consider because when I'm reading something and it... I read it a certain way I then react a certain way based off of the filter that I'm wearing and you know I've been there before either receiving it from this end or giving it right where I've read something and I'm like wow what are they trying to say and it has nothing to do with that when you actually call them and say hey what did you mean by that and they're like oh no that was just and it's like oh wow so why did I jump to that conclusion you know in those moments you really have to sit and and think you know and actually I believe it requires a lot of prayer because I believe a lot of us are our filters are out of control you know and they're leading and they're and they're they are pushing us in our life to create these barriers as we talked about and to destroy the relationships that we're trying to have with other people yeah let me put that filter concept another way it could be interpreted as lies that we believe about ourselves, mm. about others, or about the world or society that we live in. Mm-hmm. And so we we don't we can't we can't hear truth when we're filtering it through a lie. Wow! Yeah, it, it, it just corrupts everything. Mm-hmm. But there's another concept about filter, and that is that actually when we speak, we need to have filters. Mm. Have you ever heard that? saying this person just says whatever comes to their mind yes <laughs> and uh the of course that's a bad thing <laughs> and what they're getting at is everything that comes into our mind is not valuable enough to be spoken mm. our first impulses our first reactions sometimes we do need to put those through filters and ask ourselves but wait a minute is this true is this an exaggeration is this just because and before i say it 
I need to actually filter it through. That is countercultural, you know. Because now the push is you say whatever it is you want to say, however it is you want to say it, because that's considered one to be real, right? My page, my opinion, you know, and it's almost as if we're removing the responsibility of needing to do exactly what you said, that that's gone out the window. I'm not responsible for the, I don't know how to put that. I'm not responsible for the people who would actually take this message that I'm putting out there, this comment and how they take it. It is my right to be able to say whatever it is I want to say. Yeah, one of my favorite passages in scriptures, in the scriptures it says, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, mm -hmm. whatsoever things are lovely, Mm. pure praiseworthy virtuous mm. you know uh think on these things mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so i think um that's that's kind of the the biblical filter mm -hmm. that we need to press mm -hmm. the things that come into our minds through i want to say this but is what i'm saying true i may feel this way mm -hmm. but is this true mm -hmm. and by the way for those who may uh have for those who may have interpreted some sort of conflict, uh, there is none. Our feelings are not always true. That's true, yeah. Our feelings are ours, mm -hmm. but that does not mean that they're true. Mm -hmm. Just because I feel something or think something mm -hmm. does not mean that it is a, that it is the truth. Right. And and so that we need to press our our emotions and our thoughts through that biblical filter. Is it true? Is, is this honest? Is this lovely? Is this of good report? Is it praiseworthy? Is it, is it virtuous? And you know, I also find too that there are some times when we do all of those things. We pray before we speak, right? We think, consider about the people who are going to read or listen to what it is I'm saying and still come out with people responding, right? In a negative way. And again, those people also have filters. You know what I'm saying? So the filters can be on both ends where you have done everything that you know to do to make sure that your communication is healthy and strong and true, right? And coming from a good place and people will still respond, you know, in a negative way. And that's because those people also still have filters. You can talk about subjects of sex. You can talk about subjects of race. You can talk about subjects of religion and still people will come away feeling attacked and feeling um, as though what you shared is not supposed to be said, right? And that is a filter that they really have to think and pray about. Something you said to me earlier that I thought was really powerful. You can go ahead in your life and not consider the things that you say and how they will affect people if you really don't care about having healthy relationships. Right. So if, if, if my relationships are important to me, then I will be considerate. I will be thoughtful, even prayerful about uh, the things that come out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. And uh, if I'm not concerned about others, mm. then um, then then I won't be as considerate or thoughtful about what comes out of my mouth. And I know I <laughs> I've heard people. I just tell the truth. People don't like me because I'm Frank. Mm -hmm. My first name is Frank. Just call me Mr. Frank. <laughs> And, okay, Frank. Uh, right, and, and and they talk about their frankness and their truthfulness, and in reality, um, many of those people tend not to have significant relationships. Mm, they push a lot of people away, huh? Uh, right. They, yeah. They, they, these are the 
Franks are the ones who are divorced. <laughs> and Francine. Yeah. Franks and Francines. <laughs> right. They're the ones who are divorced and because they, 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 they just had to tell what they considered mm -hmm. to be the truth mm -hmm. all the time. And they did it in a harsh way. And in reality, uh, again, at least another way of looking at that is to say that they did not, they were not able to process every thought and every emotion that came through mm -hmm. they just spoke the first thing that came to their mind mm -hmm. and um when you when you do that um then pride kicks in yeah because you could come back and apologize but i'm not apologizing for nothing they said it to, so you know pride comes in and 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 that keeps us from repairing bridges that um that we should have been building mm -hmm. instead of destroying how do you think this plays out in a romantic relationship a marriage you know, there are some people in their relationships that, you know, communication happens only through email, only through texting, only through social media. And it's hard to believe. I, for instance, I'm a writer. You know, I like to write. That is how I process my feelings and my emotions. And I know even in our relationship, you know, when I have a lot to say or a lot on my heart, sometimes I will write it to you. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like I can... I feel like writing oftentimes allows me to, one, get out all of the thoughts and feelings that I have, and then I can look at it and see, one, whether or not those thoughts and feelings are legitimate. You know, just because mm -hmm. I feel them doesn't mean that they are actually true, like you said. And so being able to reflect on myself and how I'm feeling, um, and, I, and I'm saying this because I feel like before you send the text, before you send the message, read what it is that you're saying. And oftentimes when you send it, it's too late. And I've seen so many, you know, relationships end because of, of the inability to do that. So in regards to romantic, um, meaning marriage, you know, relationships, courtships that you're in, uh, take the time to uh, make sure that your communication is coming from a place uh, of, you know, of, of not bitterness and anger. And even if you are angry and bitter about something, being able to take that to the Lord and ask God to give you the right words, you know, to say, you know, to the individual. Yeah. I'm, and to your point, every, um, everyone is not able to, to talk in a constructive way. Mm -hmm. And some people are more comfortable with writing things and texting, emailing, or writing letters is, is a form of that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, you know, I would personally discourage when you are talking about deep, mm. intimate, important things mm -hmm. from communicating in that way because you want, um, you would want every, uh, you would want every tool possible to, advantage, yeah. to be able to rightly understand and rightly be understood. Mm. Uh, you want to be able to see what a person's facial expressions is, mm -hmm. are. And you want to be able to look at a person's body language mm -hmm. and you want to hear the, the, tone the tones of the their heart, voices. Yeah. Maybe there's quivering because the person is getting ready to cry. Mm -hmm. But that can't come across on a text message or even in a letter. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the pathos that's in um, a sentence or a, a paragraph, it can totally be missed. So when we're talking about deep and intimate things, mm -hmm. we want to have all the tools at our disposal to be able to rightly understand and be understood. But with that said, we don't want to completely do away with right. uh, writing for those who uh, who are not able yeah. to to talk and they don't have. It to may write. be best, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it, it may be best, and and here's what the other thing I was going to say is, um, you're never going to get 
better at it unless you do it. Mm, so true. You're never going to get better at it unless you do it. Now, if you feel like the way that you're communicating now, the message has not gotten across. Mm -hmm. And we, we've talked to people who, and I'm sure most people have heard of people who are in relationships who say, oh, they never understand me. But what we don't take the time to consider is that maybe it's our inability to communicate correctly. That makes it difficult. That is making it difficult for them to actually grasp what we're saying, mm -hmm. which means that we have to try new forms of communication, which means that we have to educate ourselves to become better communicators. Yeah. And um, because ultimately the goal is we want people to understand us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and to the people who feel as though nobody understands me you know they they feel as though they they try to communicate with people and, it, and literally it feels like no one understands them I think it's important to be able to take a self-evaluation right to examine ourselves the Bible tells us to do that to to stop for a minute and think if no one around me or if people often tell me that my communication is rough or it's off or it's not clear it may be worth actually taking those things into consideration and thinking about you know the way that i communicate maybe i do need to change it you know and not because i am um you know a bad person but if i've never been taught how to communicate or as we talked about in previous episodes where i've grown up if i've seen everyone in my home communicate like this and then i leave that home and i go to another place and and people aren't used to that communication you know there are people who in their families they yell and they scream you know they're loud and, and then where you go into other areas and people are like why are you so loud and it's like oh we talk like this all the time in our family well in my family we don't do that you know and so learning the differences between how people communicate some people call each other names you know and and, and do all those things and you may try to do that in other places like uh, no we don't do that you know so I think it's definitely um yeah just to just to emphasize on the you know the importance of the face-to-face -face communication um man i mean there's so many other things we can say about this a lot of times we just want to get something off of our chest yeah. right now but when you when you have to wait until mm. you see the person to speak to them it gives you a lot more time to process yeah now unfortunately if your thought processes are negative <laughs> that can be a bad thing because you got something ruminating and getting funky and nasty the longer that it's in there yeah but uh if we're putting these things through the filter um that philippians um chapter four tells us about then um then then the the time that we take between i experience this feeling and i'm going to talk to them when i get home from work mm -hmm. then that's a process that can help us mm -hmm. and it can be uh, it can be favorable to us. Mm -hmm. The other reason why we're emphasizing face-to-face, um, -face, and again, not that these other forms of communication don't have their places and their relevance, but um, the Bible, when God spoke about the closeness of his relationship with Moses, mm -hmm. as opposed to Moses' brother and sister, Miriam and Aaron, and by the way, Aaron was the high priest and a prophet and Miriam was a prophetess mm -hmm. as well. So they had a close relationship with God. But God, uh, when comparing the relationship he had with Aaron and Miriam to the relationship he had with Moses, God said, I'm going to treat Moses, in a sense, better than a prophet because with him, mm -hmm. I will speak 
face to face mm -hmm. as a man does with a friend, uh, as opposed to the prophets who receive visions and dreams. So God, he elevated the uh, the quality of his relationship with Moses because of this ability to have face to face communication mm -hmm. one with another. And I think um, it says a lot, especially because your last question dealt with in a marriage context, mm -hmm. in a, as husbands and wives, we need to have face-to-face -face communication Definitely. more than these other forms of communication. And we need to take the time to be able to process through our thoughts and our feelings mm -hmm. before we open our mouths and just say the first thing that comes uh, that, that has come to our lips. Powerful. So um, the last thing that I want us to actually attack or talk about rather is, um, again, we've been sharing about social media and texting and all these things like that, but definitely the social media has transformed and I don't necessarily think it's been in a great way how we share our thoughts and our feelings in regards to things such as politics, sports, and religion. Yeah, and not to go too much into that lest we deal with the fire and vitriol of, <laughs> of those. But here's something that I think is important for us to remember. Mm -hmm. In most relationships that we find ourselves in, we are not... Well, what, what have we found? We found most people tend to be passive-aggressive. Very much so. Now, that, that doesn't mean everyone is passive-aggressive, but the majority of people, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's because the, the homes they were raised in or because they just want to get along, whatever the case may be, they have strong feelings about things, but they won't always express those things. True. And so social media has become a place where men and women of all ages become assertive. Yes. So this is the reason why a conversation will be going on, whether it's about sports or politics or religion, and somebody just comes out of left field, like <laughs> with all caps, yes. like my father-in-law, <laughs> all caps, screaming and ah, and it's like, what? We were just having a nice docile conversation. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, here this person comes with all of this heat. Where is that coming from? Mm -hmm. And one of the one of the issues is that we tend to assert in areas that are not um, that are not critical mm -hmm. because we're not asserting in the areas in that are critical. Areas, yeah. So for instance, let me let me explain that. For instance, I may not assert in terms of my relationship with my wife. Mm -hmm. So I'm not assertive. I'm passive and so forth and so on. But when it comes to talking about religion, oh. I turn into a different person. Right. Right. So I'm compensating for what I'm missing in a, a, a critical, valuable, the most valuable and critical relationship. I'm compensating in these other areas. Mm -hmm. And um, can anyone doubt that the part of the reason why everyone has become so involved and uh, and so passionate about politics is not because people loved person X so much mm -hmm. because you were never talking about person X before. Right. You were never talking about political party X before. Right. But all of a sudden you are venting and you're this, that, I don't even other. like sports. And right. I find myself right. arguing about <laughs> Right, right. And I, I, I really believe that the underlying issue is mm -hmm. that social media has created a place where people can be assertive. Mm. When most of us are not assertive in our private lives, we're so passive. Passive versus passionate. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay. So, and the unfortunate thing about that is, is that our relationships would go better if we... 
Now, granted, I'm not talking about to the extreme. Yeah, yeah. But if we would be more assertive in our relationships, and what do we mean when we say assertive? We mean telling people what you want from them or what you need from them Mm -hmm. in your relationship. Mm -hmm. Instead of, and we've talked about this before, you should know if you really love me. Instead of thinking that dysfunctional, destructive way, Mm -hmm. if we would actually say, no, I, I, I need you to be gentle and I need you to speak sweet words to me. And I need us to spend time together and I need us to be able to talk about Mm -hmm. this or that or the other. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's extremely important for me. Instead of us being assertive like that, we're asserting in areas that are not going to improve the quality of our lives, really. Mm -hmm. You know, I I reflect and just think about so many different things that I've come across or I've even participated in. Um, This concept has definitely impacted how I interact on social media Um, Once this became something that I knew was very important, Um, you know, I know that social media is a blessing in the sense that there are people who otherwise would not share some some of the things that they do and it allows them to have a place to get it out. That's one of the things that when you go to therapy and things like that, they tell you like journaling is important. You know, the difference between journaling and social media is this, and I'm not telling people not to do it. You know, um, people have to use their own, you know, discretions and things like that. But the thing about journaling versus using social media as a journal is journaling is a book that I have that I write down my emotions and my feelings in that nobody really actually has access to, you know? And again, I'm not saying that people should not talk about subjects. I think that definitely one of the blessings about this day and age that we live in is that um, we are living in a world where, where social media allows us to be able to talk about things that are very important and very relevant and getting the discussions started. So I, discussions started about important topics. Um, but there are certain things I believe that, as you talked about earlier, that when I'm sharing certain things, nobody has context. I have the context. I know that the root of why I'm sharing this is maybe some issue I have with my children or issue I have with my husband or my spouse or my the people at my job. I'm not saying that, but that is where my frustration or my anger or my sadness or my grief or all of these different things or maybe some abuses that have taken place in my life you know, years ago or experiences. And I find myself using social media as a place where I bear my soul, you know, and I believe that we have to be really careful with that type of communication. Because, as I said, when I'm writing in a notebook, that is me. And for me, I'm, I'm writing and having a conversation with God when I write in my my journals and I'm able to go back and read those things and see where my mind is. And whether or not, again, whether or not those things are true or if they are true, what am I going to do with them? I can take those things to God and I can pray and talk to him. Or I can say, you know, I need to go talk to someone. Whereas social media is a place where we are doing these things. We're burying our souls and it goes out to maybe 50, 100, 200, 1,000, 2,000. And for some people, millions of people. And everybody in the world doesn't know how to process my thoughts and my feelings. And my thoughts and my feelings. I may not know how to process my own thoughts. Exactly. I may not know how to process my own. But then comes all of the opinions and thoughts and ideas. And some of them are really great and some of them are not so great. Some of them, you know, will pat you on the back and say, oh, we got you. We're praying for you. And the others will insult you. And and so, you know, I think it's really important for us to begin to um, 
create boundaries for communication within social media. And if we want to have healthy relationships with our family members, our spouses, our children, our neighbors, our friends, and the people that we call friends, you know, and the people groups that we have on social media, um, that we take time to examine, you know, what it is we're putting out there. And as we said earlier, um, in those exploding moments, think about how your explosion is going to affect someone else. Um, and where they are in life. And you may say, well, I can't, you know, as the Bible says, and my, my brother's keeper, you know, I think that we definitely need to consider um, far more than we have in the past, how what we're putting out there is going to impact um, the people in our spheres of influence and yay, even our relationships. So I want to thank you guys so much for joining us again at the well uh, we hope that something that has been shared has been encouraging, inspiring, that it causes you to think. We want to hear what you feel. We want to hear what your thoughts are. Um, if there are subjects that you want us to talk about um, coming up in the future, we have a lot of things in the works that we're going to be you know, discussing. We're going to be talking about sex. We're going to be talking about abuse. We're going to be talking about divorce. So we want you to remember to stay tuned. And remember above all things, guys, that no matter where your communication is right now, um, communication can always improve. Communication can always get better. And let me leave you with a thought here in Philippians 4, verse 8. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honorable, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, please, please think on these things. And remember, guys, you are loved.